I am unashamed. What about you? I had a weird thing happen. You know, I get the mail. Missy checks it. And so she said... So when you get it, you don't check it. You just take it in and... Yeah, I don't check it. Yeah. She checks it. And she said, uh, look, we, what, what, did you go to the hospital? This, this was the weird question. She said, did you go to the hospital on June 5th? And I, I literally <laughs> looked over both shoulders. Because <laughs> you I didn't said, think she was talking to you. You talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in the hospital for myself in 10 years. Yeah. She's like, well, I just thought maybe I'd forgotten that. I was like, now, how long ago was this? It was like a month ago. I was like, you wouldn't forget that in a month. I said, I said you went to the hospital because she cut her foot. She said, that was last year. I'm like, oh. So I, she's like. Oh, well, yeah, because that was Sadie's wedding, wasn't it? When they were wet, there was some big event right the day she cut it. Yeah. I think it was Sadie's wedding. But that was last year. So yeah. I was like, she said, well, are you sure? I mean, I was getting agitated. <laughs> I said, Gee, Are you sure you didn't go to the hospital? Yeah. Emergency room. She was like, St. Francis. You know, I was like, well, it turns out it wasn't. She started doing research. But it had all her information, you know, pay this bill. And so I couldn't find out after a long series of, like, she came in there two hours later. She's like, you're not going to believe this. Somebody went into a hospital in Lafayette. You know, it got injured on a bike and claimed to be me <laughs> and had my basic information, which I'm sure you could get off the Internet, you know, but they couldn't get anything vital. And the insurance company's like, yep, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know why? Because they they wanted narcotics. Ah. And uh, but I thought, you know, what a dumb thing to do, because now, I mean, there's a there's a price to pay if you're famous because people will do stuff like this. Right. But also hmm. when they find out it's fraud, if you're famous and you call, oh, there this person, you know, every law enforcement in the world is after this person. <laughs> That's now. right. Because it's embarrassing for them to have somebody, you know, they pull got, this kind of crime off. They got hoodwinked. Yeah. So I got news for you if you're listening. <laughs> it's one of our- They're coming. <laughs> and you're not unashamed. You should be ashamed because yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but I just I just thought, you know, you might have a drug problem if you're assuming identities. Of, well, you know, people you've seen on TV. I think Willie and I one time he told me I think somebody had sent him Six or seven, this back when the show was going on, but six or seven different um, occasions around the country that people had committed crimes dressed as part of our family. Uncle Si, Mm -hmm. Dad, Willie. I mean, they used their Duck Dynasty garb. Yeah, as their disguise. Like, well, I had a guy doing events, booking actual events. Oh yeah, they they busted him. Oh yeah, he was actually taking money and speaking in the as northeast you? part of the country as me, <laughs> and people bought it because he just listened to a few, you know, whatever he could find on the yeah. internet. And said, well, "I can give that speech." <laughs> that ain't so and, hard. <laughs> that ain't hard. Because I, what happened was, so what did they call that fraud? Is it fraud? Oh yeah. When you take money, then this you, is we lock you up. It isn't just like well, I was in I was in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, 
and I'm speaking and I'm looking back in the back as I'm speaking, there's a big crowd of people and there's a guy in the back that's, I mean, he looked a lot like dad, except he wasn't tall. He was, he was like short. He was like five, eight, but he, he was you at five, eight. He was back there taking pictures with people the whole time I was speaking. It was so surreal because first when I saw him, I, you know, I kind of did a double take. And then I thought, huh, boy, that old boy's playing it up. He looks just like that. I mean, he had the sunglasses, the head thing. and then, But he took more pictures than I did. And he was just because he looked like you. But they, he knew that they were coming to hear me speak. So I don't hopefully he wasn't charging money. But I guess he's just like living his life as you to take there's, pictures, which is kind of bizarre when you think about I mean, it. I mean, there's a lot of, especially in this time, where you have a pandemic, you got all the social injustices. You there, there's a lot of con men. Oh yeah, he. It's like now every other commercial is about ordering a mask. Everybody in the world's building masks now, and it's like for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, they're you know, they're not they're not cheap either. Yeah, well, of course not. I just bought some LSU. No, I mean that. Okay, that may have some legitimacy to it. But I'm just saying people are trying to take advantage of whatever they can take advantage of. Even, especially if you have a, you know, you're hooked on drugs, you start well, making dumb decisions Well, for a quick fix. A couple of years ago, my accounting firm, my and Lisa's accounting firm, they got hacked. And so, which they didn't know it yet. And so I go to my mailbox, I open it up, and I was expecting some money from the government, which is rare, but you know, I'd actually overpaid the year before on my taxes. And I so it's you know, you can always tell that treasury check. And so I thought, oh, they've sent the check. So I open it up. Well, it's like, you know, a hundred grand, which I I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, What in the world? I was yeah. like, Maybe first oh, you're thinking like, Man, this a party. Yeah, this is this is working out good for Al. But then I started looking at it. I, I went up to Lisa. I was like, "What? What is? Why is this so much money?" She's like, "I don't know." And then she looks at it and says, "Something's not right about that." I said, "What? We're Marshall A and Lisa G. That's our official names for taxable. This says Alan and Lisa." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "But it's a real check with well, our address well, on it." They get the real. It is a real check. So here's what happens. So they hack into the county. They filed taxes under our name. Yeah, got the refund, this huge refund of money. But the problem was they couldn't direct deposit, which is what we would normally do. So they had it sent to my house. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. So I had to take that check, give it to my accountant to turn it back into the government. Yeah. And then it's a scam. It's a scam. But they got hacked was the problem. So think about it. When your accountant gets hacked, then they've got your information. We talk about this all the time. I mean, it actually happened to us. The biggest problem was because this happened, I didn't get my money. It was due me for guess what? About eight months. That's the second to clear it all that's up. That's the second downside <coughs> for computers. Uh, you got a verse for people, us? What was the first one? People. <laughs> I missed the, the first one. Was they got your house? They got. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the, the one house. Home said, title. I said that's number one downside. <laughs> I mean, every time you look up, the computer is costing you. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. People who want to get rich, simple. And into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith, wandered from the faith, and pierced themselves 
with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this, pursue righteousness, goodness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Uh-oh. Therefore, now you're getting into my sermon for yeah, uh, Sunday. Uh, well, I, I, no, I don't want to steal your thunder, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. the, 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 the quest for that green is as old as mankind, and it's brought a mighty throng down. It scares me when I read the text that says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to go to heaven. I'm like, ee. But you know, it's actually a pretty so, good thought. You read First Timothy 6, and in that context, he starts talking about, you know, we have food and clothing. You know, we will be content with that. Yeah, godliness with contentment is great gain. He's talking about that, and then all of a sudden, he gets over into talking about the confession where Jesus— you know, when Pilate said, so you're a king. You know, when you think of a king, well, they have jewelry uh, in, in excess. Right. You think of palaces and pageantry. When you think about what Jesus had on the earth, I thought of that one verse where he said, I don't even have a place to lay my head. As far as I know, can you all say one way or the other, I don't know at any time that he ever had a dime. Well, he put two coins in that fish's mouth somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but he asked, did anyone have a coin with the particular emperor on the on, Yeah, that's on true. It. He didn't he have, have one. one. He said, anybody got any money right now? I got a coin. Yeah. Yeah, let me show you something. He said, this guy, he said, give him what, he, what you owe him. Give God what you owe him. But, I mean, he borrowed a coin just to, to make a point. But, but as far as I know, he didn't have a dime. Well, what's interesting is, and we've and talked. I don't know whether he had a place to stay, like a. He, I don't think he had a house. He well, just he stayed said, with he friends. Said I don't and, have a place to lay. My he just head. stayed with friends, family when he went you back. No, you roam around and you're doing all these mighty things, but you don't even have a structure to. I guess you just camped out the entire well, three years. Well, think about this. You know, he knew it. Obviously, he was with his family at first. You know, and then Mary and and, but and Joseph. The, the but. keeper of the group's money was Judas. He was the treasurer, and they had a little. But he was greedy. But <laughs> well, but they had a little entourage of women. It said who cooked for them, oh, yeah. and they prepared them meals and and all that. So and that Judas, was, Al, that's probably was part of his problem because you. What was that movie? He said, we, we first, we desire what we covet. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I forgot what movie that I was. But but he was looking at all that money every day. And it probably and, wasn't a lot, but well, whatever they had. It was something. Yep. And I'm saying, which eventually led to him betraying Jesus. Right. It, it's like when you're, I mean, I think they say the number one. Did it take any money for the ministry of Jesus for three years roaming around I mean, what's amazing is I, I'm to the point. Well, there's of, references. Yeah, remember when he said, when the woman poured out the perfume? And he said, we should have sold that. What we a waste. Got, we could have fed the poor. So I think they were they had some money going through there. I mean, I think the number one crime in businesses is laundering money or was it larceny, uh, where, you know, business employees. Right. Because they're in key positions. And they just they see this money, and then they find a creative way to start siphoning. Oh, how many it times have you seen it happen? Somebody gets arrested I, for hundreds, and because they it's had it some scam. Commander. Oh yeah. yeah, it's happened. It, I mean, people just 
the temptation is there to get by and, to, and they make a dumb decision because you're always going to get caught. It's always going to find you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not stupid. When large sums of money start disappearing, they're going to find out why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing about accounting. It shows it up at some point, yeah. but you're right. I mean, greed people, we, we talk like it's worse now and, and maybe it is because of, internet and stuff like that, but really not. I mean, you've always had grifters. You've always had greedy people. You've always had scam artists, you know, for as far back as I can remember. But what's weird, Al, is our, the reason we brought this up today is there's so many questions that come in now. You just kind of took the number one topic, which was how do you deal with temptation, which is a little disturbing to me that that's the number one thing that people want to talk about. I mean, it just kind of says where we're, <laughs> where, I, I, where we're at. I, I keep going back to this lives. text, but I would just say, if you just had to go to a place, solid food, you say, how do you deal with temptation? Solid food, and in the context, the scriptures are food that you ingest through hearing, reading, and you hear them. So you're digesting food, solid foods for the mature, Here's what I say, how you deal with temptation, who by constant use have trained themselves, self-training, preparation for the day of evil coming. And you say, so can someone else train you? No. You'll have teachers, you'll have people, they prophesy, and you read, you study. It's all going to come down to each individual training themselves to distinguish Good from evil. Right. It's it's not like a complex set thing that you can, you just train yourself when the day of evil comes, whether it be, you know, you see. Which a, is tomorrow. Someone leaves. Or today. Someone accidentally leaves their billfold at your house loaded with cash <laughs> or their watch or their ring or their cell phone or their belt or their whatever. And they get a phone call. In our case, I said, call that, that guy that was here the other day. Call him and tell him we found his billfold was behind. He slipped out of, down in the couch. Here. So call him up, tell him we've got it. Of course, the person who hears it like, man, how in the world? I appreciate that. I mean, you know, you lost your pocket knife. You lost your sunglasses. It happens all the time. And they'll, somebody called, have you seen? I said, they're up on the mantle. <laughs> they're waiting for you when you come back. I said, they're up on the mantle. I said, son, Glaze, said, that's about $300 for them. To, I said, they're, they're, they're here. No one's going to run off with it. Just <laughs> rest easy. So if you train yourself to right. be that way, you, you, you won't be way. tempted. But I think, <laughs> hang on, Jay, let's take a Well, break. he lost them. I found it, so now they're mine. No. Let's take a break. So we talk about uh, our, our next sponsor quite a bit. They've been with us from the very beginning. It's a company called Keeps. Dot com and uh, it's about keeping your hair, uh, which you know most men want to try to do, right? And especially when you're young, it starts falling out. Well, it's the number one thing that caused fights when you were a kid. Pulling hair? Yeah. There you go. You pull my hair, it's over. <laughs> That's right. I want to keep it. You want to keep it. So from the beginning, you were there. So for those of you guys out there that are losing your hair, especially if you're younger, uh, these guys can help you hold on to your hair. So you, what you do is you go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. You get 50% off your first order. Um, keeps dot com slash door and keep your hair. 
I think the difficult thing is, it's like once you get, if you're hooked on drugs, it, the question is not, well, how do I deal with this temptation? There's something drastic now has got to take place. Right. Because you can't, you know, if you're addicted to whatever substance, you can maybe, you know, in the couple of days while you're, before you go through the withdrawals, you're like, man, you know, help me deal with temptation. But now you're physically addicted to something. So right. there's got to be something drastic. You got that. Same thing with like, because I, you know, probably the number one question is, you know, how do I deal with the opposite sex and these attractions and all this? Well, if you're trying to deal with temptation, if, you know, if you're in the back of a car with your clothes half off, it's way too late. Yeah. That, right. that, that would have had to happen. Biology before, yeah. has taken over theology like, at that point. Man, you know, I just no... can't overcome temptation. Well, yeah, because you now you're in a place where it's no longer temptation. You crossed a line somewhere. Right. On, on the way there. That's Plus, why. you've proven you've proven a it's a small point, but a very large one in today's culture. You and I know you're not lying. You say I've never been guilty of immorality with some woman. I just never never did that. Well, I'm obviously not lying. I've been with one woman, and <laughs> and trust me that the first night that happened. I wouldn't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is people are looking at you, and a lot of people right now, they've been yeah. so immoral, they would say, oh, he's lying, he's lying, oh, Jason's lying. But it's overrated because it's the same point I'm talking about. You don't, you're not tempted as much if you don't know what, what you don't what, know. What, what you don't know. Now, I think you got to – I mean, what I was going to say is you got to want to – more than like deal with the situation. You you gotta wanna do what's right. It's not about doing right. But I think people look at temptation in that way. They just want to be flawless and they're like, give me ten ways to avoid that. But you have to want to. That's why when you read all the verses, you know, if I read Titus two eleven, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Everybody's like, yeah. It teaches us to say no. The grace. The grace, the of, grace God. of God. So that's where you're getting into the want to. You, you're moved by what Jesus did, and you make a decision. Well, that's more important than 10 steps of avoiding temptation. You know, you get, you, you're motivated by grace, and then that leads you to Take the steps to every, keep out of the back seat of the car. Since we deal now. with them all the time, Jace, every rehab in the United States needs to take Jace up on what he just said. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a revolving door. I mean, we talk to them over and over and over and over, and they come yeah. out and they and they put them under lockdown. They they make intensive training. They drill it in their head. They got the ten step program, the fifteen step program, the thirty step program, and they go out and just a little bit there. But they don't back. want to. You see what I mean? They don't want to. If you don't want to, I'm saying all, but some, you can have five hundred steps. There's no magic bullet. And in as soon as you go out and get the opportunity, guess what? That's called a half step. It. Uh, Gone. Well, how do I do? And so people out. So give me. You just think of all the books out there. They're all the three keys, the eighteen ways, the twelve steps. You have step. all the steps. No motivation. That's why I don't know. And it works with some people. 
It really does. Sure. Some people just say, you know what, they're just stubborn enough to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the steps. But for most of us, it's got to be grace motivated. You've got to change your want and desire. And so, like, when I was dating women, I just, because I'm a hunter and a fisherman, I treated all women like a devil horse. You know what a like devil, a what? devil horse? I understand it, but your audience will not. <laughs> I know. That's why I wanted to. Just, <laughs> well, explain to them. It's a I, fishing I wanted, lure. It's a fishing lure, and it's called a devil horse. Topwater bait. It's uh, one of the more fun baits you can use. It is. Because it has little... Uh, Treble. Spinners. Uh, spinners, and they when you pop or it, it goes... <laughs> and, and you just see it coming across the water, and you're like... If I was a fish, even if I wasn't hungry, and I saw that I coming across, I'd have to kill it or eat it because I just can't. And look, they're right. So how's the devil horse got to do with temptation? So when I saw a woman, I pictured any girl, any woman, if she got within five feet of me, I thought to myself, devil horse, devil bait. Horse. Bait, bait. <laughs> the lure. hooks. They call it a lure. Because look, you the the. <laughs> The so a devil hooks. horse is a lure, and I'm accentuating lure. <laughs> look, the treble hooks, though, you know, on the lure. bait, they look like legs. It look all right. You have a critter, and there's and look, three of them. We used to make these out of duck calls. Yeah, uh, you remember W.E. Yep. We've referenced him before. He was one of my fishing partners for a while, and we would take two end pieces up before we cut them. We'd turn them on the lathe, and you'd have two end pieces, and we'd have to cut each end. Remember that? And then you cut in half, you got two. So I actually so want- you're viewing the, the woman who comes up as the devil horse, she's a lure to your sinful nature. Yeah. And you're the bass that's waiting on. Oh, yeah. Because once you strike, you're caught, and you can't get I away. You can't get away. So yeah. that's just how that's I pretty thought. Pretty good analogy there, <laughs> But Jason. even though I did. I've never heard of it, but it's a pretty good I hadn't one. been with a woman, but I had read the Bible, and I, and especially when they looked good, fish. I thought, boy, that's a nice-looking devil horse right there. <laughs> that's a painted. You know? That yeah. was painted some Well, color. they got, you know, different colors, and, I mean, they make them appealing even to humans because you're thinking, if I was a bass, I'd just have to hit this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they, so, look, they can walk in there. Well, they, But once they come out of the Maybelline room— <laughs> I mean, and things are there. You're like, yo, whoa. But I mean, Maybelline, it, it makes a different woman. They got these, ah, like they yeah, was a big makeup guy. When they wore a lot of makeup, I, I immediately crossed them over the list because I thought, trying too hard. and <laughs> They're covering too much. Well, in any kind of profanity or whatever, you know, out, because then I thought, oh, yeah, I know that's got a hook in it. I mean, they're, and and that's just kind of the way they're checking you out with that. I I operated. I I like it to your analogy too, because with a bass takes a, really strikes a treble hook. I mean, takes the whole thing down. He really hits hard. He hits hard. And only that, that's, that's like nine hooks in you. I mean, oh, like, it's, it's, it's brutal. I mean, you're you're done. You're, Very no, seldom. It's hard what? to even get the bait out of the fish. Every it. once in a while, a bass will shake a, a, a lure like that, a devil horse, but, but most, most of the time, time. If you ever swallow. Too many hooks. Well, hook, that's why I sinker. didn't say a worm, <laughs> because you got one hook. And, you know, the devil horse analogy. So what about is, it when the fish does not strike? Because that's you, according to these girls and your story. So you didn't strike. You, you said, whoop, nope. You 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 began to go back into the, you, you backed off. 
So what they did in a strange bit of irony, because a lot of these women were really nice looking and they were used to having their way. They knew and, they were nice looking. Yeah. And so when you turned and them down. And they knew you knew they when, were. When like, you turned them down, they, they said, wait, what just happened here? This guy's like, no, not interested. Well, then they started sharpening the hooks and putting more paint on the horse with bigger <laughs> what I'm saying. spinners. Back to the Maybelline room. The buttons the Maybelline. Are, are starting, you know, they just reached down and unbuttoned one more button, you know? And I'm yep. like, no, you don't understand. There are hooks in there that I will avoid. I don't know whether you can sell us to America or not, Jace. It just came off it's, the top it's, of my head. It is interesting. Let's take uh, another break. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of criminal behavior going on. Uh, the criminal today is more scared of a camera than he is a gun. That's that. Well, you know, it's the cameras with everything. The stuff in the street. I mean, cameras now. You know, that's how basically you're finding stuff out. You yeah. especially need them to protect your property and your home. So we've got a great company called uh, Simply Safe. Um, that basically you don't have to set up. You can set everything up yourself. You don't need a technician. Uh, Fifteen bucks a month. Uh, is, is what it costs you, so it's really good. They're going to give you a 60-day risk-free trial if you check them out, see if it's something that you uh, want for your own home. SimplySafe.com slash unashamed. SimplySafe.com slash unashamed. Free shipping, 60-day free trial. Check it out. So what I find interesting is think back to the first temptation that we read about because we only got to go three chapters into the Bible itself. And that's the first temptation. So the evil one is there. <clears throat> He's present. We learn in Revelation, he had been cast here from his realm and he's with us. And so you remember how he tempted Eve. He said, you, you can you can know good and evil. Because that was one of the things, the, the, the temptation was, if you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then you're going to know good and evil. Yep. So that was one of the things that got to her. And the other thing is he said, you will be like God because God knows good and evil. So I, I think it's as much as anything, Jay, what you were talking about earlier, it's I find that people who are curious about evil or bored or have no purpose, have no passion, kind of like you said, the desires get stronger the deeper you go into it, which is why, you know, people once people start it down the road of whatever it is, whatever your hangup is, and want to know more and more and more, it just darkens them more and more and more. Maybe, but, but to Phil's point, look, where he started this off, was it's hard for a rich person. Just think about what Adam and Eve had. They had everything. Oh, man. And it's the same concept, even though it wasn't actual money. When you're naming animals, God's pretty well put you in charge of civilization. You, you are the most... I mean, how could you be any more we talk about wealthy? King, so we're back where we started. Keep keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. You're, you're, you're putting in these, these words of the Spirit. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your kinsman. You say... Wise up early. Watch. They'll keep you from the adulteress. The first thing is mentioned is sexual immorality. They'll keep you from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words. That's that lure. 
at the window of my house, I looked out through the lattice and I saw among the simple, I noticed a young man, a youth who lacked judgment. He was going down the street near a corner, her corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. It's getting dark. He's on the prowl. He's walking along. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute. Old Jace mentioned, just take that button down, just one more little loop there. She is dressed like a, with crafty intent. She is loud and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. You know what's amazing in America right now? I, we keep hearing about how men manipulate and seduce women, attack them. But you never hear the woman with crafty intent, dressed like a prostitute, I loud and defiant. I what's think we all agree. It's Her feet extreme. never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the square, she took hold of him and kissed him with a brazen face. She said, I have fellowship offerings. I've fulfilled my vows. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you and have found you. The lure is in front of the bass. I have covered my bed. I've perfumed my bed. Let's go drink and enjoy ourselves with love. My well, husband's see, at that gone. Point, look, at that point in the story, that's Proverbs 7, when, you, when she starts talking about perfuming her bed and she got some new sheets, yep. that's when you are you in. <laughs> that's right. It's too, easy. It's too this, easy. This is, which I think we've talked about this before. Uh, that's AC, where the a old rock and roll saying come, yeah, come a from. ACDC wrote a song about it. The, the, her house is a highway to hell <laughs> leading down to the chambers of death. You know, you read that, you say old, old writings. Yeah. But, but it's true today as it were then. I thought about uh, Job 31, <clears throat> which is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Any of you guys out there that you want to go read a chapter, just one chapter in the Bible that shows you what kind of man you should be, read Job 31. He starts out, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. One of the greatest things that ever happened to your father and your father. I'm talking to my sons here today. You say, what's the greatest thing that's ever happened? One of the greatest when you get too old to care about stuff like that. I'm glad I am at 74. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, what an idiot. But, it, but, it's, but at 74, I'm like, woo, now there's more to life than sex and drugs and rock and roll. There's, there's more to life than that. Well, and what happens it is— It took that long to get that out of my system. But you, if you had just practiced the principles and gotten into Christ before you did, you would have avoided I wish I'd have pulled the Jace on it. I just problem. didn't do it. You can Kudos have, to you, Jace, all I'm saying. You can have this discussion, and you can have these ideas— and then you walk out of here and, you know, a girl come walking down the road in a bikini. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then. So Jace is 74. That wouldn't even do it anymore for me. <laughs> I look at her and I say, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're a hot little lady. Hey, get back up the road, girl. Put some clothes on. <laughs> Put some clothes on. I'm just on. saying that's what happens in our churches. You know, you, it, an hour a week is not enough to all of a sudden. You know, that's why I said it's it's got to be a mental decision. And you, so I, I just brought up one little point, which is recognizing bait. Because temptation— See, it, you're at it, that. Now, it's when you hit my age and you'll get there, I'll be gone by the time you get there. But unless I live to be 95, I don't know. <laughs> but you say when you get older, you begin to understand there's a lot more important things than sex. 
I know everybody. Oh, hey, hey, I'm telling you. Did well, you get a little older, Jace, and these things will come your way, and you'll I say, think one yep. of the best lines I ever heard you say in a speech, and it was actually PG, is that you, no one has ever died from a lack of sex. <laughs> You that's said that. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Well, hey, but that's true. Yeah. If I said it, that's true. Yeah. No doubt about it. That sounds like what uh, John Kennedy, the, the senator, said about President Trump tweeting. It. He said, I told the president that you don't get brain damage if you just stop tweeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was pretty good. You know, Kennedy's pretty oh, bad. Oh, yeah. He's a well, good the one. point is, to the back to the job, is that he made a decision that no matter what somebody tried to do, he's, he, he, the way he put it was, I made a covenant with my eyes. What he says, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I, I'm not, not going to go there and look there. And think about it. He was, Job is ancient. He was speaking at a time where all you saw in a woman was her eyes and her ankles. And yet he was saying, even in that context. Their I'm argument is, Jay, Al, their <laughs> argument is, you can't expect me to turn something down that fine and that good. I mean, it's human nature. You can't expect me to say no, because that's, well, they got to get in their head. Immortality's on one side. There's a wide road most people go down and a narrow one right over there. You're like, you know, well, is, my, it, is it worth it? Well, my second saying. point was going to be where, you know, the grace of God that brings salvation fears, it teaches us, not some kind of manual. But then it says, and to be self-controlled, which we've talked about before, it's it's the uh, it's it's in the fruits of the spirit. It is probably the most neglected. Is that where self-control and alert is that? Is, is well, that it just says uh, and live self-controlled. This is Titus two eleven. Yeah, self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this yeah. present age. But the next point I was going to make is while we wait. For the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, you know, then it who gave Himself up for us, which is the grace. But it's the point I wanted to make is that these people who are looking at temptation and wanting to really do something about it, it they're they're waiting on Jesus. They're not, you know, hoping this is an insurance policy or you know what you know if this is true, I'll go to church. No, they're waiting on Him. They believe he's coming back and they want to be ready. Because, you know, I think the most fearful thing is to stand before God or to live a lie and try to hoodwink God. And then he comes back and you stand before him. He's like, what were you thinking? Because he knows your heart. And so to me, just having that in there, the reality of that, because that's what it comes down to. You know, if you're serving an all-knowing, omnipresent, all-powerful God, but you're constantly on a daily basis living like he's not there or like you're somehow hidden from his sight. It's just so, uh, what's the word, hypocritical? Well, it is. Uh, Let's take a break. So, Dad, one of the things that uh, a product that you and I have really uh, grown to love is Omega XL. It's the only a pill you take, I have to take a few more because I got more issues, but it has helped me a ton uh, with my inflammation. 
and just kind of aches and pains. It's actually a non-pharmaceutical That's pill. That's right. It's natural. Now, those kind of pills, fish oil, coming from mussels this here out of the pristine waters of New Zealand, it just got a ring to it. I said, yeah, let me throw a couple in my body a couple of times. And it works, and it? it's, it's been great. So basically, these guys are backed by 35 years of clinical research. I've been many conversations with them. Uh, doctors that know what they're doing. It's a great product. I've been taking it for months. It's been helping me tremendously. So we want to encourage you guys to, if you got a lot of aches and pains like we do, to check it out. You go to omegaxl.com slash fill. Uh, you buy your first bottle. You get your second bottle free, which is awesome. Omegaxl.com slash fill. Or you can give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. It would be like you being married, and every day you were out living like you weren't married, and yet you came home every night and said, "Yeah, but." And there, your spouse yeah. is like, "What? What have you been doing?" And you list all the stuff and commit adultery. I'm doing this. I'm doing. That. And you're like, "Well, we're not. That's you're, that's not the way this works. You can't be married to somebody and live like you're not." So it's the same idea as a Christian. You can't be. We're the bride of Christ. You're right. How are we going to not live for Christ? It doesn't mean you don't struggle. It doesn't mean you don't sin. But it's what's guiding you. Jesus isn't right first. You got to get Jesus right first. All right. He has to become real. So when people come, no matter what the situation, what the temptation is, what the sin is, well, I can just go to the red letters because I'm like, you're not being motivated by the grace of God. And they're like, well, why would you read? everything Jesus said, because if you get to know him in a real way, then his death actually means more because you know him, you know, you now trust him because you're meditating on this. And so it may motivate you to get in a situation where when you look around, it's not just sex. I mean, whatever it's, you know, from drinking, you know, or, you know, eventually getting drunk or whatever. But when you get in those situations, you say, well, wait a minute. This is this is there's some bait here, and I think just recognizing that is the number one thing. It is. You you, you go out there. They've trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. They 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 can distinguish. This is not right. I avoid that. This is the path I need to go on. I embrace that. Right. It's that simple. One of the greatest passages to me in the Bible about this is Hebrews 2, 14 through 18. It says, since the children have flesh and blood, he, Jesus, too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. So that's why he came. Listen to this. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. He actually suffered for it. Exactly. Temptation. He said, I can't go wrong. And you can I must it. be perfect. If you look at Luke 4 and, and also in Matthew and Mark, you see exactly how the devil came at him. But look, we're picking the big three, I guess, you know, booze, dope, and sex. women. Or, yeah, sex or whatever. But it's the same thing like with social media and 
you know, about two weeks into it, because people say, well, you know, how cool was that to have, you know, a million followers on? Well, that was cool for about two weeks. And then I realized, boy, this is a giant devil horse. Because <laughs> you have gossip, lying, slander. deceit, bitterness, another slander. Reason, another reason I've never purchased this album. I just don't want but to deal with that, Jay. Phil, you're, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to taste but it. But you always have that response. You're like, I look well, at a just, computer and I'm saying, get me out of here. It's like a big water. Oh, get me <laughs> out of here. But for those. They'll steal your house. I, they'll hoodwink your taxes. I mean, they'll, you gave me two today. I'm like, good night. But the fact that I read about self-control and there's opportunity there, you know, because I, I don't. Anything that leads to an end where you dig, dig a hole in the middle of nowhere and just sit there all day. Yep. I, I'm 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 not for that. So I'm like, you know, Jesus interacted with people. He had a reputation for being a glutton and a drunkard. So I know he was going to places and he was doing things where there was a lot of temptation and a lot of mischief. And Hebrews spells that out. You know, he Think was tempted it. in every way. Look, you got a good point because Jesus being on the earth, I, I should think I should keep the focus on the right spot because the one that ultimately gave the human race the ability to have instant interaction with each other, i.e. the cell phone, that came out of us being able to do that out of the mind of the creator. That's right. So he's, you talk about a computer, knows the entire, the thoughts of every individual on planet Earth and the angelic beings on top of that, whoever they are, you like you say, whoa, 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 whoa. He is the ultimate information box. That's you see right. what I'm saying? Well, he showed, and we've talked about it before, while he was on Earth, you know, we have to type in some things. We had, we call it instant I mean, where, how did we get the wherewithal to invent a computer anyway? You say, that had to be some brilliant people. Well, you say, where did they get it from? Well, ultimately, they got it from God. That's right. Who can think thoughts and connect with people. He he knows what you're thinking. How many times does it say he he knew what they were thinking and then right. responded to him even before they said anything? And by the way, if you use that black box, that computer, in a good way, a loving way, uh, in lieu of loving God, loving your neighbor, that thing could really be helpful That's right. to a lot of people. Well, just think of your days. You but if you go down and the, the, the evil one gets control of the... the Whatever they call them, I call them the computer wires, you know. The, they're going to the satellite and back. It's, it's wireless I said, now. you get that thing wired wrong and a lot of evil coming out of it. And you know what? Anyway, you look at it, planet Earth right now, 2020, since Jesus, and going all the way back to creation. You just think about it, Al. The old, the old balancing act between good and evil is always there. That's right. Let's uh, take one last break. I've always thought that the three ways the devil went at Jesus uh, in Luke 4 shows you the sort of his what he's going to do to us. The, the first one, he appealed to just his physical desire. In that case, he remember he was hungry, he hadn't eaten in 40 days. And he was like, well, all you got to do is just turn the rocks into bread. And Jesus said, no, you know, that, it's more than that. You don't, it's not the physical. That's not the most important. Then he went against his purpose because he took him up on the temple. He said, well, look. And then he quoted a verse. The devil quoted a verse, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. 
He said, you just jump off here. They'll all know who you are. And Jesus was like, no, you don't test the Lord. I'm on his timetable. And then the last one, he took him up on a mountain. And he said, you bow the knee to me. We rule together. Because he said, I have control of these people. And he was right. Oh, yeah. And Jesus said, I worship the Lord my God and serve him only. So it was about lordship, which is what we talked mm-hmm. about. So you think about it. That's pretty much the way he's going to come at us. Plus th- the question that the that the fellow asked about was how do, how do y'all handle temptation? Well, you're down to the crux of the matter. That that session Jesus had with Satan. Because if you if you invert those and you say, you know what, if I say I'm going to serve God and him only, and I'm going to go by his plan and not my own, when it comes to the physical, whatever it is, what I'm looking at, what my body's telling me. And you've self-trained yourself based on the scriptures. Then I'm going to say no. The problem is, though, is that people are not like Jesus, all people, in that we sin. So then you have baggage. Yep. Or you look at like what you're giving up is something you regret. I but he's it, given the spirit to us to help us. True. To make it but easier. But you're still going to mess up. Yep. So then how you handle that becomes a pretty important issue. That's where the grace comes well, in. Well, and and uh, what's that? Corinthians Be honest with 12. yourself and Second God. Corinthians 7, oh, I you meant uh, 10 says that godly sorrow brings salvation. I mean, uh, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. And you can read that, you know, to get the context. But the bottom line is when you realize that Jesus died for your sins and you look back on the sins you have committed, that should produce a godly sorrow of like, that was wrong. You know, me trusting God, whatever decision, whatever My thought, bad, God, my bad. It, which leads to repentance. So what is repentance? Well, changes must be made. I can no longer you prove you know, it. go down to the sandbar with whatever in that situation without me, you know, taking a weapon, not a gun, you know. I mean the spirit yep. or the word or whatever you you figure out that something's got to change here. But I think the key part of that little that little formula is that it says, you know, at least to salvation. Of course, I mean, that's the true benefit is you're, you're freed from sin, freed from death, live forever. But then it says, and leaves no regret. I think that's the key thing. Most people that keep falling back into the same temptation, when they're not doing it, well, they regret not doing it. They, they, that's why they keep doing it. They're worried about what they're missing. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> at some point, the, you Plus, know, they it, say, everybody else is doing it. That helps their feelings a little bit. I mean, it's like what I tell people about sex. It's like, it's always good. That, you know, when you get to the crux of the matter, physically, oh, yeah, you're always going to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Then later, you say, hmm, I shouldn't have done that. You know, the consequences of that. But in the moment, you're always going to enjoy it. I mean, that's why we do whatever sent. People get drunk or, you know, they... Swindle somebody out of a bunch of money because it's going to feel good to spend this on what you want. But then after a while, you're like, the consequences, you know, the sheriff pulls up in the yard and now all of a sudden it doesn't feel so good now. But if you go to jail for 10 years and you really want to make that money again, (laughs) do the same process, if you don't regret that, you know, I mean, that decision, because true repentance leaves no regret. You change from that and say, you know what? That was a trap. I don't need all that. You know, I have Jesus. 
Well, I mean, that's the difference in the way to respond. Yeah, so to, <clears throat> Lisa always tells when she speaks to audiences, because at one time in her life she was not living for the Lord and it almost destroyed our marriage. And she says, and this is 21 years ago for us, but she says, I never want to forget the pain that I felt the night when I finally just poured it all out and said, this is the person I am. She said, and it was so painful because I realized how bad I really was for the first time. I saw it clearly. And she's, she describes it as just being desperate. She's laid out in the backyard at our house. And she says, I never want to forget that pain. She said, because I don't ever want to be that person again. And you know, it's a great motivator when you think about yeah. it. You think about some of the most painful times in your life, whether it's stuff that's happened to you, physical, whatever, but you remember those things shape you. Yeah. But if your conscience never is open to that moment where you realize I'm a sinner and I need, I look, need Jesus. I've told people <clears throat> many times because they're like, I just, when they're contemplating coming to Jesus, they're like, I just don't think I can give this up. I'm like, don't come to Jesus if you'd rather be out there doing what That's got right. you into this mess. Keep. They're like, what What'd you say? Don't do it. Because it's not going to work. You're not going to last. If you'd rather right. be out there. All right. Doing what you're doing. Don't do it because you're going to wind up back there. You know, that's why it says that grace, that grace and that sorrow that comes along with it, that teaches you to have a plan. You can formulate any plan. I've seen people come up with the craziest plans I've ever heard, but it was grace and Jesus oriented. And guess what? It worked. I mean, they got free from their old life. You know, we, we brought up one of your old friends, Mac Owen before, I mean, the guy was so far into drugs that it, mm-hmm. it was just controlling. Yep. And he said, you know what? I mean, he responded one Sunday, poured it out there, was sorrowful. He just stepped up face. to the mic and told the whole, Look, about 500 the people there. Checked yeah. himself into a rehab because he was physically addicted, yep. you know, got clean. Yeah. I'm talking about that guy never looked back now. And now well, he's, he's leading. The, he's the yeah. nationwide in head 30, of it all. In 30 so. years, he's now over a ministry helping people get off drugs and other things that ha- is in 30,000 churches in North America. And that guy that we know who just came forward when he finally just had enough it, because his little girl, he finally just was like, you know what? I can't keep living like this. His his, his children. Once, yeah. he, once he did that, he told me the next day or the same night, he said, every Bible study you get into, I want to be sitting there yeah. for one year. But, so for a year. And that's what trained him. For a year, he sat there, and all he did was listen and take notes. That's right. And he just said, well, after a is, year, he said, hey, he said, Rob, I got it. He said, I got it. <laughs> but said, what happened is you go from being <clears throat> tempted to sharing Jesus with the same person, which is what I said. I mean, the whole secret to me staying pure when I, till I got married was I started, instead of just trying not to notice good-looking women or looking at them as devil horses, when I started sharing Jesus with them, well, the temptation went away because all of a sudden I brought some conflict to this. Mm-hmm. And they either embraced Jesus or ran. And I thought, you know, it's a better way to operate instead of me having to run is to watch them run. Way, way easier to overcome that intake. You, you, and that's why when I get backed into a corner, I just start throwing Jesus haymakers, no matter what the situation is. I'm like, I'm not taking any lip off of someone doomed, you know, going to spend the their rest of their life Their sin will either melt away and there'll be a change of heart or there'll be a change of location. They go. Yeah. I mean, there you go. 
That's, All what right. I, that's what I'm going Good with. Good discussion. Good discussion on temptation. We're out of time. We'll see you all next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.